This episode of Sexy Marriage Radio is brought to you by Naked Bed, a sensual sheet designed to help you let go more during your intimate experiences and enjoy all that God's incredible gift of sex and marriage can bring. Made of a luxurious fabric, think of it as lingerie for your bed. It protects your linens from massage oils and other elements, giving you unlimited freedom without distractions. You can be playful, spontaneous, lavish, or exotic, and that can happen anytime with no mess and no fuss. Explore deeper intimacy and embrace the peace of mind that Naked Bed brings. Go to sensualbedding.com, enter the keyword sexy at checkout to receive a free bottle of massage oil. You've turned on Sexy Marriage Radio, where the best sex happens in the marriage bed. Here's your host, Dr. Corey Allen. Welcome to another episode of Sexy Marriage Radio, alongside my wife Pam for our Monday shows. Welcome to the Sexy Marriage Nation. Glad you're joining us again taking some time out of your day to spend it with us. So one of the things we love having happen is uh, hearing from the Sexy Nation, Sexy Marriage Nation, and the Sexy Nation, because they are sexy. And the Sexy Nation, yes. We love hearing from them at feedback at sexymarriageradio.com. And 214-702-9565 is the way you can call us and leave a voicemail and things that could make onto the air for future episodes with questions, comments, topics that you want to have covered, praises. Um, One of the things I have to say as a praise about Sexy Marriage Radio and the Sexy Marriage Nation is we didn't mention this when we were at the getaway a couple several weeks back, but uh, around that same time, right before the getaway, we surpassed 5 million downloads. Holy cow. Congratulations, that, nation. That's pretty awesome. Corey, well that's done. Awesome. That's so exciting. Well done to the nation to help make that happen because it's not just us. No, it, no, it's, no, no. it's a community of people that, that are making this thing happen and driving this thing forward. And so, one of the ways you can also help get this even further is if you like the show, jump on iTunes, rate and review it. If you listen via Spotify, review it. Uh, iHeartRadio, review it. Um, there's a several others, and I just lost all my train of thought of where they are, but there's lots of ways you can spread the word, and that's what we love when when that happens. The other thing we love is uh, the inbox feedback at sexymergeradio.com. When we get notes like this, where a listener emailed in, longtime listener, first-time feedbacker, had to share an exchange that happened between my wife and I. My sides are hurting. I laugh so hard. I never even get a chance with her. And so he took a screenshot of a text conversation between he and his wife. And so he starts it with, according to SMR, how you do sex is how you do life. I didn't realize I approached life with high hopes of performance, a bottle of lube, and a, with a, a more than a fair dose of shame. <laughs> she responds with, You like WD-40. He responds with just an OMG. So, <laughs> That brought some very very uh, good smiles to uh, us here in the broadcast studio uh, when we got this. I was cracking up when I read that. Because that's a very funny exchange that went on. Um, and we love hearing this kind of interaction and how Sexy Marriage Radio is impacting people and, and changing conversations or helping address issues that haven't been addressed or a framework of 
of how to think, how to view a situation, which leads us right into an email that came in just recently on from a fairly new listener. So she's been a couple of weeks binge listening. And hey, love binge listeners. Love them. Absolutely. And so she hears a lot about how wives often will want to serve the husband because he might be the provider. But what about when the situation is reversed, when she is the main provider and, and the high desire wife as well? Okay, so she's high desire sexually, and then um, is also the breadwinner, bread right? Okay. And and could even possibly expect her husband to serve her because she's away from the home, making the money. Okay. And so, do you think her question is? Do you think men are wired to fill this role, or does it just does the situation just emasculate them? They've been together for twelve years. The past three years, he's lost his job where he was the breadwinner. So now okay. he started a new business. So it's made her, the high-desire wife, the breadwinner. The situation's also changed her per- expectations on him when it comes to household responsibilities and dinner ready when I get home due to the he has time to do these things, and I shouldn't have to try to do the household wife responsibilities while he's available to do these tasks. So I feel like the change of roles has hit his masculinity and has made him stop pursuing me. Is there something I can do or change to help encourage him to pursue me again without taking all of those chores and responsibilities? Okay, so she wants to be pursued, but she doesn't want to take back on all the things that she's saying she may potentially used to do of cooking and all those things. So my question right off the bat is if she's the higher desire partner, how much pursuit was already going on before the role switched? Oh, that's a very valid question. Because you've got to have a level set of at least have apples to apples when you're talking about a comparison within your system. That's a good point. That's a real good point. Yeah. Um, did he pursue it all before? I'm, it sounds like, I don't know. It sounds like he sure. did. And and that's it's very possible, but if she didn't have some of the pressure and stress, maybe, Yeah. of now that I'm the one providing or I'm, you know, because that's what's so interesting. And, and, and this, is, this is an interesting email that's come in because it hits our world. Oh, it, it hits close to home, especially when our kids were younger. Yep. Um, you you were still working, but you had the flexible schedule, so you were the one that was home more with the kids. Yep. Um, and I, I'm out at the eight to five job. Right. Coming home, and um, it's still it, it, you're still more flexible, so you're still home more. Right. And I still expect. When I come in the door, at least some sort of thought about <laughs> yeah. there might at least be chicken thought that I could cook. Right. Have some sort of prep preparation prepared. Yeah. And that pretty much doesn't if happen. If not a plan. That's right. It, true. Yeah. That, that's not, still a point of contention very, many yeah, nights. Now, now this emailer's meddling into the Allen household. Right. <laughs> and and going to have some interesting well, conversations that come along. But we do need to have at least the framework of this conversation for you and I, for the sake of this show, has to be how do we look at it at, at the, the the ends of the spectrum for both sides of this equation? Well, I guess, yeah, right. And I guess my thought was she's asking how can, um, what can she do in essence to help him pursue her? Okay. Okay, She. it sounds like I'd like to do something or or play my part so he pursues. And, I, of course, I'm, I'm thinking of this on a personal level, the piece that I know. Is there something that, Corey, you, from filling somewhat this role, saw 
from your spouse mm-hmm. coming home or the way you were treated or something like that that would have made you still feel like you're you're the strong man of the house. Okay, so let's come at it from the reverse first. Okay. Of are there things that could have happened that would have emasculated me and my feeling of and my identity? Because if you're talking about a man that lost his job, now he's more at home, not the breadwinner. Those are I, those can be really big identity hits for men. Sure, they could. And they can take a little bit of time to recalibrate and view yourself and ch- and and challenge yourself to see your new situation through a lens of okay wait i may not be the provider quote unquote financially like i was but i can still be a major provider for the family absolutely it just looks different so one of the things that i think this didn't happen for us because when this shift really happened is when i was doing schooling and and doing a lot of the different things that were prepping where the career has now gone for me Right. Which was a long-term, you know, a short-term shift for a long-term gain. Yes. Right. And so Agreed. that was one of those, we, we, it, there wasn't the opportunities or the, the, it didn't happen where I have heard it happens when a husband has lost a job and now he's at home and the wife continually reminds him that he's lost his job and he's not doing, you know, and so, yeah. so the negative is being brought forth more than okay, look, we can make this work and let's just redefine the roles. Let's just redefine, here's what I would love, how this would help. Here's how I view it. And so it takes each of us having that conversation. And so the things that I think of that would help enhance my view of myself in that role would be the appreciation of what I am doing in that role and how it provides to a larger story yeah, and a larger perspective so that, cause that's one of the things that I've noticed over the shift of our relationship through the years is we try to show appreciation for the little things with each other. Absolutely. That, that's Hey, important. thank you for unloading the dishwasher. Hey, thank you for, you know, simple little things. Yeah. No matter who's doing it. Right. And it wasn't when I asked you to do it and then I thank you when you finally did it. It's just, it's the little things that, we try to notice that I think just enhance the cooperative teamwork that we're trying to create. And so when you have roles reversed like this, just let's go from a household functioning level. Sometimes it just takes a, a pointed conversations about, okay, who's responsible for what? Who's, who's overseeing what? To make sure there's at least a clearer delineation of this is what I'm looking for. When it doesn't happen, then I got more information I can deal with and address. Sure. But how many couples, and I don't know if this is the case here, but I know a lot of couples where they've never had those conversations. They just kind of thought roles would stay as they were, which is usually unbalanced. It, it is unbalanced. I think it's probably unrealistic for those roles to stay as they were because then you got, it's, it's well, balance. It's unbalanced. Right. <laughs> you know, one person's stuck down on the teeter-totter. Um, well, the other, another aspect of this that I, I think is important is her comment in there is that he's starting up a new business. Right. And I'm thinking of how stressful that is, how, 
how long of a road that can be yep. to make that be a financial success. I don't know what type of business it is. Doesn't really matter. When you're starting something, you got to sow a lot of seeds and it takes- for that to pay off and feel feel like you're getting anywhere and getting any momentum. And so that really takes, again, some teamwork and some encouragement from the spouse sometimes to... And a clarification of, yeah. look, because this, this is what reminds me of of our journey to a degree, too, because I remember some conversations from you on how long or do you plan to invest in Simple Marriage and then Sexy Marriage Radio without any kind of return? Yeah. Right? Because you're not making anything with this at that point. How, how, how much energy you plan to put behind this? Yeah. I wanted a deadline, man. <laughs> exactly. And I understand that, but it's, it's being able to see it as, wait, this is for a larger vision. This is for something. And so it's, how do you at least on both ends of the spectrum again, within the dynamic of a relationship, how do you have that conversation of, look, I'm starting this. This is kind of my projection. This is the same thing you would do if you were looking for investors or partners. Well, why would we not treat our spouse similarly? Of look, this is kind of my business projection. What the expectations are? Yeah, of uh, this mm-hmm. is this is where I project we could be in a year from now and a two years from now. You know, to at least because we typically, if you're an entrepreneurial minded person, you kind of think that way anyway. Of I need to start. I need to have some goals. I'm I'm targeting. So sometimes just having a clarifying question like that that's answered with your spouse could alleviate some of it because she could be sitting here saying, you know, because if you're gone all day and he's at home and maybe the work, maybe the I'm assuming the business would be out of the house. She doesn't know how much energy is actually being put forth. True. How there much could time be is actually being put in there. Yep. Potentially not. On, on exactly track. because it could be he's killing it all day long and he he clocks out right before she walks in the door and so he's able to just kind of relax as if he just got home from his job and she could see it as nothing was done around the house the kids aren't ready for food there's she walks in, in and he was just started relaxing right. and it looks like he's been doing that all day as if he was gone from home all day too yeah and we can overreact to those things until we can get clarifying information to go, okay, hold on. I didn't know all of that. And at least that allows me to challenge my perspective. So I'm going back to, is there anything that she could or should do? That can increase the pursuit? Increase the pursuit. Okay. And that's that's where I would just start to look at what could be some of the subtle or even overt things that could be interpreted as emasculation? Little statements, right? I've just, well, if you, because a lot of times we say these in the heat of battle. <laughs> They're just reactions. We're in a fight. Yeah. And it would be, well, if that wasn't, if this wasn't the case, you wouldn't have lost your job. You know, it's just little, little jabs that really do hurt. And so, recognizing those of, of how can your conversation be helping to make sure you're not trying to prop him up, but you do want to make sure you're calling out the situation more accurately of where you guys really are. Well, I also like the idea of not, of, of trying to be intentional about what you do like. Yeah. 
if he looks really good in a pair of jeans, let him know he looks really good in that <laughs> pair of jeans. Sure. If you like touching his muscles when yep. he's doing something, well, you know what? Go touch his muscles when he's doing something because you like feeling those biceps. Or if or he looks, or if he looks really good doing housework and chores, tell him, man, when you dust, you look sexy. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, just, just little things because that's part of a larger story. Because to me, and this is to both sides of this equation. I don't know if he's a listener or not because she's not. she doesn't mention it. But on both sides of this equation, if we can recognize each other and how we can adjust and play to our strengths based on the situation and circumstances as they warrant, that can be a huge boost for a relationship and a system. Because... Because there are times where you get a circumstance where someone's out of work or a shift happens or someone's sick and you both kind of go to your strengths of, wait, I can pick up this, I'll do this. And that's actually a very, very strong stance. It is. I'm I'm thinking, though, play to your strengths. Well, if I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to personalize this here. What I would really like when... Back when, what I would have really liked is for you to take care of the cooking, right? She doesn't want to take care of right. the cooking when she gets home. That is not your strength. <laughs> no, that no. is not your strength at all. You know, I'd like some salmon cooked up in the oven. Not going to happen, folks. <laughs> not going to happen. And so playing to your strengths may mean that then she's still cooking. And she's that may totally tick her off. Yep. Because she's wiped out when no, she comes I, home. I get it. So how do you play that piece? Well, out? I so by play to your strengths, I mean you also use it situationally. That in your in your example of what's happened, um, I don't know if because some of this stuff is just a necessity. It's not necessarily a strength. Okay. Because by play to our strengths, I I use when I speak, and and I'm chance especially if we're talking about parenting. Um, me being primary with our kids when they were little and you being a career woman with the way you're wired, that's playing to our strengths. Oh, that was It's not that you were a, a bad mom in any stretch. No, our no. kids are definitely better because you were home with them. Right. It, it, it's just a different <laughs> dynamic on, on how we each approach and handle life. Yeah. So play to our strengths. I mean, and sometimes understanding those is, is incredibly important. The other things, which are just the necessities and the responsibilities and the, the practical things that make life work, those come down to, those are in some regards, those are gridlock issues. Because in some regards, let's go with the, everybody needs to eat. So someone needs to be responsible for cooking. And both of us, I'll, I'll, I'll admit, I will go a lot more covert to try to avoid it, even though I know it's a necessity. Right. Because to me, everybody needing to eat means peanut butter and jelly sandwich, have some chips, get a glass of milk, home free. You're done. <laughs> you would prefer to see colors of the rainbow. Oh, yes. Which I get it. I understand the rationale behind it. It's just not as high a priority on my importance level. Mine is get the job done when it comes to food. And I want to savor it. Exactly. So it's seeing it as there's dilemmas and dynamics within it. But then there's also the practicality of what has to be done. There's two different levels to this almost. And maybe she gets caught up in, because how often do we have this? I'm just asking for help around the house. And this applies to a lot of couples, not just when roles are reversed like this emailer. Yeah. 
but on top of the whole, I just want help around the house. I also want to dictate in how that help is offered and done. I don't always get that. Okay. That's a good point. Right. Because then that's more like a dictatorship in the house. Well, then I'm not actually letting it go and let it be done either. True. I'm saying I want help and then I'm complaining about the help that's offered or in the manner in which it's done, the or the motives done, yeah. or the motives behind it. Because how often I want help, and then people grump and help, but I get compl- I complain because they're grumping. It's like, well, no, hold on. I get caught up in the fact they didn't want to rather than the fact they did it. And I need to start thinking about when I have role reversals, it hits both of us. Because i I got to assume from just the tone of her email, she's a little off balance with this too. She's having to redefine herself on because sometimes a wife doesn't want to be the breadwinner. That's a different pressure, right? That's a different struggle. It is. It is. I'm not necessarily picking that piece up. I don't pick it up from her email, but I pick up the whole dynamic has shifted enough. And so she's questioning how it's hit her because that's also an identity hit too. Mm -hmm. On top of the fact, she's the higher desire wife, which is not a large, it's not the majority of the population. It's right, the smaller, it's not stereotypical. Right, it's yeah. the smaller section of the population. So it's how do you see that with the current dynamic, and maybe this has, maybe because of what he's doing, there's the possibility of it shifting. And and he assumes the role again because whatever he, the business he's building could take off and be, be a big success and that dynamic re- readjusts to back to what it was. Maybe it doesn't. But how do we start to at least recognize the dynamics as they are in real time so you're better apt to confront them with, where, what, with what reality and responsibilities are necessary in that moment? Knowing it's not indefinite, it's just what it is right now. I mean, don't we do this as parents with newborns? Yeah, we have that newborn fog and yep. realize that, okay, this is for a period of time. Yeah. And then they're but, home, and then they head off to school, and then you got a little more freedom. But you know, so it's just we, we constantly are adjusting. Where we are right now is summer. We have to adjust with the time this is being recorded. So it's it's being able to see it as how does each of them, how do you play your role as best as you're responsible for? Well, I think that that just nails it. If how do I do my part the best I can? Yep. How can I come from the best in me and do that as best I can? And the communications with him. I mean, it might be worth just asking him, hey, what am I doing that might make you feel emasculated? Right. Am I, am I doing something? Am I making comments that maybe I'm just not even realizing, but come at that from the best in you? Well, when you're having that sure, conversation. And, and then when you put it in the context of if he's had an identity hit and he's trying to gr- create a business, that's a different kind of stress that can oh. really impact libido. Oh, absolutely. And pursuit and interest. Mm-hmm. So that can just magnify the difference that was maybe already in existence. Yeah, because that nails the mind and the body right. all together. So then it comes into how do you come at this from a confidence stance? as the higher desire wife of, okay, maybe I need to up my pursuit, my presence, my confidence, you know, just my aura 
within the relationship and draw that out of him a little and mm. see. Yeah, that's a good Maybe it doesn't do it, but it could. Because, I mean, I'm if you've listened to Sexy Marriage Radio for a while and you're binging and you're catching up, hopefully you kind of recognize there's no factual, factual roadmap that works for everybody. Instead, some of this is truly, um, well, at least I found out what didn't work. <laughs> so, And hopefully you can have that perspective right, and say, okay, that, that one didn't work, that one didn't on to go, the next one. So let's try something else. And, and tweak it a little bit and try this or I bombed that situation so let's try this and and the more I can recognize my role in this and the dynamics I think we're better better able to confront as warranted my wife's just I'm nodding I'm just nodding along. my head that's yeah. not good radio is that's it not nodding your head's not good radio peeps <laughs> Well, I'm curious what the Sexy Marriage Nation thinks, because I know that she's not alone in having gone through this and going through this situation. No, I think this is a pretty common thing in our our culture right now. It's, um, it's pretty common. For yeah, the, so so I'd be curious. Uh, feedback at sexymarriageradio.com or 214-702-9565. If you got any things that we missed that's worth sharing, please let us know. We'll, we'll add it to a future show and kind of help help even more. Yeah. Well, this has been Sexy Marriage Radio. Uh, I have to say once again, uh, thanks to the Sexy Marriage Nation for making all this happen. So wherever you are, whatever you've been doing, thanks for taking a little bit of time out of your day to spend it with us. Hope to see you again next time. <laughs>